0: Alex Pearson is with us. Great to see you again. Great to have you here. Uh,
1: I know. Now I'm just hanging around. (laughs) Do you need a janitor? What am I doing? I I don't know what to do with this. Girl Friday, anything you need here.
0: Uh, First of all, this has been a part of your life for a long period of time. I know. I'm in total denial. What's it like to now, over the weekend, decompress? I was exhausted
1: on Saturday. I really hit a wall. Um, so if I'm that tired, I mean, we canceled all our plans. My husband just looked at me and said, you don't even look like you're alive. I was yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Because this trial was very emotional for yeah. all of us. So I can only imagine how exhausted the Bosmas are. Like, think about it. Yeah. It's been their life yeah. since May 6th of 2013. This has and been it's their all, life.
0: It must be anticlimactic for them, too, because there's no victory. There's no... You know, I mean, theoretically, yeah. it's a win, but it's not. It's not a win. So how? He's not coming I, home. Exactly. So and they
1: didn't really. Well, they didn't get the answers. You yeah. know, At one point, I had a discussion with them. You know, what what do you want out of this? And they said, we just want the truth. Yeah. But then they weren't getting it from those two. Men. They were and no you know,
0: idea. we all found ourselves asking that at the beginning of all of this, because you know, some people even questioned whether Tim was involved with these people in some way. Like, what's the deal? Oh, there's and, so
1: many conspiracy theories.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and everybody just wanted to know why. And at the end, we really don't know why.
1: Well, we do because well, sometimes people kill people. Yeah. And sometimes, well, no, I, I guess that, we're looking
0: for more of an answer than that, though, Alex.
1: Well, I know, but you're not going to get one no. because. As Andrew Michalski said, they did it for the thrill of it. And that is why it is such a unique case. Historically, Mm -hmm. this will go down in Canadian history as a thrill kill. And who does that and why? It doesn't make sense for any of us. It doesn't make sense that Della Millard wanted to steal a truck. It doesn't make sense... That they would go out to Ancaster and, and put a bullet in someone and incinerate them? I mean, who thinks like that? Yeah. Who thinks to buy an animal incinerator? Yeah. I never even knew they existed.
0: Um, we talked just prior to the verdict coming down on Friday, and people were start starting to get concerned that this was stretching out. This was taking a little longer than, you know, perhaps... Um, people thought initially that it should take, uh, either being that it would be four or five days.
1: It actually wasn't that long.
0: And then it would, you know, continue on and go to, through a longer period of time. Did you think that going into the weekend?
1: No, not at all. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten concerned until day seven. Yeah. But even if you take, okay, so they go out late Monday. So mm-hmm. that day was not really yeah, a day Yeah, it's not really a full day. Yeah. So that now it takes you down to four days. And then a juror was sick on the Wednesday. So they didn't deliberate on the Wednesday because they also listened back to two hours of testimony. So that whole day was a write-off. So now you've really only Got three days. They came back with the verdict at one o'clock, so they were decided Friday morning. So really, in totality, they they deliberated probably for about two and a half days, Mm -hmm. which is very fast when you've got two people. So they came back likely with Millard instantly. Right, he was never who we were concerned about. It was Mark Smitch whether he'd get first or second.
0: Hmm. Uh, and it was a member of the Bosma family that uh, got the first call, correct? Hank. Talk about that And I, I just happened moment. to
1: be walking by the Bosma army um, yeah. coming back from lunch because I expected to be nestled in uh, and yeah. going back to... We had been like card games going on. Uh-huh. You know, people were just kind of walking around the halls talking. I mean, that's what you do when you babysit right. a jury. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I saw Hank on the phone and he was like, verdict, verdict. Yeah. And we all just kind of like, Everyone um, just kind of started running in circles. and into yeah. the world. No one knew what to do because we yeah. had been, for five months, just there. <laughs> lulled And lulled into the fact that we'd be there all weekend.
0: Uh, and, of course, over the course of this case, oh, and, and by the way, yeah, if you want to call, Alex and I are yakking here and I'm ignoring <laughs> all of the phone calls. 905 645 nine nine hundred on your cell. Thanks, Luke. Remind Get me that, that we're on the uh, radio because yeah, exactly, I gonna yeah.
1: swearing at some point soon. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, you know, you've, you've talked over the, the course of this trial and how what an incredible family this is and and it, just the resilience and the togetherness and even how they share times with you guys, whether it was a birthday or mm-hmm. your finger being hurt. Or- oh, my
1: God. Yeah, my, my, my so-called hangnail became a good source <laughs> yeah. of fun, which was much more than a hangnail.
0: Um, so, you know, we all learned at how close this family was and how close everybody uh, became. But I, what I thought was fascinating was uh, after the show ended, my show ended at 3, and then, of course, <laughs> uh, the verdict was coming down uh, shortly after that. So we were all hanging around here uh, waiting to see what that was. and then, you came on and did your final report, uh, right in the middle of your report, you said that someone came up and hugged you.
1: Yeah, it was part of Bosma Which I'm thinking,
0: did that just happen, <laughs> yeah. what I thought happened? So yeah. describe that scenario.
1: So when the verdict came down, um, I emailed our boss, Jeff, and said, verdict. To which yeah. he was like, huh? Yeah. Joking? No, I don't joke about that. So yeah. everyone kind of went into this panic mode, like, oh my God, the verdict's down. And the, the intensity, like everything changed. The mm-hmm. mood around there changed. The court staff rushed down. Everyone, like, they isolated the Bosma army. There was a lot of them. There was like, 50 of them. And they always came down, but the, the, the army got really big. They were taken off to the side. The media all got into place. Of course, my phone blew up with everyone across mm-hmm. Canada wanting information and, and interviews, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We were called into the court for 3 o'clock. And when we got into the court... Um, you could cut the tension just... I mean, it was just so thick. And the emotions were really thick. My legs started doing that shake again where I couldn't control it. But we were all like that because as much as the media was very objective in its coverage, we were very close. Everyone got very close to the Bosma family. We all wanted the same thing. We wanted justice. Uh, 905-645-3221,
0: start 9900 uh, on your cell. Uh, Luke's on the phone. I just have to answer these. Hi, CHML, what's your name? Hello? John Paul? Paul? John Paul. John Paul. John Paul, go ahead. What's your question? Okay, I got two questions. Does Christina Christina that Did she ever find out that Dylan had, like, three girlfriends? Like, one was in court, the real estate agent. I guess he had another one. Like, did she ever find out, and what was the reaction?
1: Oh, she knew. <laughs> she certainly knew by the time she testified that there was a whole bunch of gals on the go. and I mean, he, he was, like, Hello? he was all over the place um, with who he was dating. So, yes, Christina Nugda, by the time she testified, knew that she was not his he is one describe
0: left. her on the stand
1: piece of work <laughs> she was she was she was. hold back alex no she was i had zero time for her she yeah. she had the opportunity to go up there and tell the truth and she would have been protected by the laws because obviously she's on trial yeah. in hamilton this november she's protected by the laws that she could have spoken freely yeah. and what stuck out most to me with christina nugda is that she never once mentioned tim bosma's name she, there was mm. no none there was no, you know, yeah. empathy or caring. Whereas Marlena Menezes um, really appeared like there was regret and remorse, and she was very teary-eyed. So I had actual empathy for Marlena Menezes, with Christina Nugda, I yeah. had zero time for her. She, yeah. she had the opportunity to at least show some care and she mm. did not.
0: Uh, John Paul, is that it? Do you have another one? Well,
2: I just, Alex does such a good job, but like she's not an employee of CHML. Does CHML just like, is she like freelance? Do you hire her because she does such great jobs that going to court? Like, is that what you do, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, you, like you, you're always talking about you're on all these court cases, but you're not like an employee of CHML. Give us
1: you? your history. Well, you, my history you've been is I worked for City TV and Global Television, and then I had a political show on Sun News. And mm-hmm. so I covered the courts for Global and City and did a lot of crime and general assignment. Right. Um, so when this trial came up, because it was such a complex trial, I think CHML decided they were going to put the resources to covering it. Yeah. But you can't just throw anybody onto it. Yeah. And so they wanted to be able to experience. dedicate someone yeah. with experience. And yeah. that's how it kind of came to me. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't necessarily going to do it. It was a huge uh, obligation for that set of time. And because yeah. I'm freelance
0: yeah
1: you know yeah. like I'm it, all over it, the place it clogs
0: you up with other stuff so yeah.
1: I'm I decided to do it and I I am so it this this trial changed me this yeah. really Ow. really I I got I just got to know a family who yeah. have I mean they're everything right in this world
0: yeah and
1: and we got I just met people who showed me that uh, out of tragedy you can do such good I mm. mean really they, they should be able to wallow Scott in yeah. the pity party yeah. and that's not who they are yeah. they have purpose they give back. They're just really amazing people. I'll never, I'll never forget them.
0: Hmm. Thank you, John. So Paul. I don't
1: know to answer your question, right. John Paul. I don't know what, what's next. Ask the boss. <laughs>
0: Stay tuned. Thanks a lot. Thanks, John Paul. All right, let's go to uh, Jeff. Jeff, what are your thoughts? What are you? What's your question for Alex?
2: Hi, guys. Um, Alex, I just wanted to, to, I guess, explain this a little bit better. I, I tried to refer this to my boys. Um, they were asking about the severity of the, the trial and the, the punishment. Would you look at this similar to back in time as the, uh, the torso case with Evelyn Dick? Is that the, the notoriety that this case is going to live with?
1: This will have the same notoriety as the Bernardo case, the Russell Williams case, where they're just in a category of their own. There are three other proceedings. There's a Christina Nugda case that still has to go. There is also the Wayne Millard proceeding and the Laura Babcock. So if convicted on those, the, these men then uh, go into the category of serial killer. So it is that unique of a of a set of you know legal um, situations. There, you will not see a trial like this often in a country, but certainly as I said to Scott earlier, thrill kills just don't happen not just in Canada, but you don't hear them happening even in the United States. It is that rare to think that guys just go out and kill for the hell of it. Perfect. Th- Thank you very
0: much. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Uh, there was only really the one witness that did end up calling it a thrill kill, wasn't there? Wasn't Andrew it just... Michelski. Yeah.
1: But he was arrested. He was never charged with anything, but he was arrested. But he said the word that none of us could say. Yeah. I went into it knowing that it was quote-unquote a thrill kill. But until a witness actually you know, adopts that, then it's not evidence. And he was asked, like, why would a guy like Dylan Millard do this? And mm-hmm. he said it was such a simple thing he said. "Yeah." Well, for the thrill of it. Yeah. And certainly in his closing, uh, Tony Leach then put it into perspective. He said, You don't have to figure out who pulled the trigger. Sometimes people just yeah. kill. Because as we know of Tim, Tim would have walked away from the truck and said, Here, take it. Take yeah. it. Take it. Yeah. I don't want yeah. it. Just take it. I want to go back to my family.
0: So true. Uh, uh, 905-645-3221-9900 on yourself. Frank, what are your thoughts? What's your question for Alex?
2: Well, first of all, I thought that last call, uh, do your uh, uh, prowess in this uh, case, uh, Alex. Somebody's trying to recruit you there, but, <laughs> uh, but I don't think that was the case. But uh, and uh, I want to ask, just before I get on here, uh, I want to know when your award uh, uh, is going to be presented. I want to be there.
1: You've
2: got to get an award oh. for this. You did such a fabulous job.
1: Thank you very and, much. Uh,
2: but getting on to the matter, mm-hmm. the jury. Now, is, it, is it, are the jury, for lack of a better word, are they still... So sort of sequestered in their information, mm-hmm. and also as to their own identity. Could we find out who they were? Is that possible no. or not?
1: No, uh, what- and they are not allowed to talk about what they talked about in deliberations. It's against the law, and the judge did tell them before he, uh, you know, let them go on Friday. Uh, they're not allowed to discuss at all uh, what they discussed in closed doors. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly are they'll they
2: allowed, are they allowed to acknowledge. To anyone that they were on the jury.
1: Yes, I mean, certainly they'll talk about it with their but friends. That's the end of
2: it, right there, right? Yeah.
0: So in other words, if you as a reporter wanted to interview the jurors, there's no I, way. I
1: could ask them. I yeah. wouldn't because I don't cross that line. I've never yeah. talked to a jury. Uh, there may have been one case in Toronto where I said, you know, do you feel like giving your thoughts on just your experience yeah. uh, in a, in a high-profile case? And they don't. I don't tend to, to chase jurors. They're very kind of leery yeah. of that. But but the consequences of them at discussing deliberations is an absolute no-no. And we're very yeah. much different like the United States very in that where right. they actually get out and write books and things. Exactly. Th- this, this will not happen.
0: So do, well, do, do some Canadians feel that, like the American system, if they get on a jury like this, that they could profit from them? Not no. the case in, a, in Canada. No.
1: No, it's made very clear from the outset that yeah. they can't do that kind of stuff. But certainly in Canada, we have an amazing system uh, where people just are willing to come in and give. Yeah. I mean, this jury gave up five months of yeah. their life. and. Yeah. and it will affect them for years to come as to what they've seen, what they've heard, and how it affected them. But I'm thinking, you know, they will have rested very, very well that night. Yeah. Fully knowing that right. what they didn't hear mm-hmm. was even more of of proof that yeah. the conviction was the right one.
0: That's yeah, good point. Any other question, Frank?
2: Well no I just say that uh Alice of course you're going to get the gold. Uh Scott I don't know whether you're going to get silver or bronze.
1: <laughs> it's a, I assure I'm just you happy it's a to, team sports.
0: sport. I'm just happy to be in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be walking upright. Thank you
2: very much. Have thank you Frank,
0: day. much appreciated. Uh I got to say
1: though, can I clarify yeah, cuz this is this was something that the boss Jeff He knew that this was a very, very particular trial and that it deserved uh, big coverage. You guys changed an entire format to Mm -hmm. make sure that this particular trial got not just reporting, but full-on discussion because people were so touched by it. And the local media has been great across the board just with our relationship with the Bosmas. But I want people to understand that this is not about me. This is very much a team sport, but certainly one put together. Yeah. Uh, that I think did did the case itself uh, a lot of good in just being able to robustly... Yeah. explain and, what's going and on. And as you
0: said, with something that took up such a long period of time and really the interest of everybody across the country for yeah. such an extended period of time, I mean, all weekend, we're, st- we're still hearing about these stories. All right. Uh, Alex is going to stay with us for the next half hour, right up until one o'clock. If you've got a question for her, of course, after covering the Tim Bosma murder trial, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can also send a note at Thompson at 900chml.com. Alex Pearson is with us, 905-645-3221, star on your cell. Breaking down the Tim Bosma murder trial, if there's something that you would like to ask, something you would like to speak to Alex about, 905 645 nine nine hundred on your cell. Tony, go ahead. You're on with Alex. What's your question?
2: Hello, Alex. Uh, I know that uh, years ago there, when I was called to jury duty, I received a gratuity. Now, uh, when these people are g- uh, going in for four or five months, six months, uh, they must lose a lot of their wages or income. Uh, does the court give them uh, a, a subsidy to, to, for their lost wages, or does their company usually say, okay, you're called to duty and the company is obliged to uh, continue paying their wages and benefits?
1: So here's how it works works in this system. So if you're in a trial for more than 10 days, so at the 11th day, you're paid $40 a day. When a trial reaches the 50-day mark, as I understand it, it goes up to $100 a day. But the judge can use his discretion as to whether they want to increase that or not. I don't know what happened in this case, but I know that at the 50-day mark, this this jury would have been paid $100 a day. Now, that does not make up for a lot of lost revenue, and, and a company is not uh, obligated to pay. They certainly can't fire anybody for being called to jury duty or or having to perform the civic duty. Uh, But I think it would be up to the company to decide how they're going to uh, pay it forward. We should have to ask Jeff that question. Mm. If you got called away, Scott, for jury duty, would he mm-hmm. pay? I mean, it would be up to the company because they have to then uh, put in someone in your place. Me and personally,
0: probably not. Yeah. You'd say you deal with that one, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions, Tony?
2: No, I, I think that pretty well covers it, but I, uh, the uh, psychological trauma that's going to be on the yeah. jury duty, yeah. I sure the heck, uh, they get some kind of. Uh, uh, psychological th- treatments or uh, uh, counseling, because boy, oh boy, that must have been one hellish nightmare. That's
0: yeah, a good point, Tony. Sure. Thanks for the call. Would they be provided counseling? They, they would
1: probably have some kind of like counseling uh, yeah. afforded to them if they need it, because it is a lot. I don't think people understand the sacrifice yeah. that jurors in this country to, to make the system that we have work. You have to have people who yeah. can do this. Yeah. Certainly for trials, it's all this, based but, on. Th- that. But this yeah. is different. This is five months. And Mm -hmm. not just seeing and hearing all the stuff that they heard, which was graphic in itself, which people don't. Here every day, no. but then seeing the Bosma and what
0: they're hearing there compared to what you're telling us over the radio. Yeah, there's a, totally a lot that, that
1: we sanitize yeah. just to make it arable Yeah. yeah. Um, but certainly they understand yeah. the enormity of, of who the Bosmas are, what this case is in the community. They go home at night, and I'm sure people are saying to them, "Oh my God, you can't screw this up."
0: Well, even look at the juror that had the migraine and felt ill and, yeah. and fell ill, and then wrote a note apologizing. I know. I mean, they you know they obviously feel the commitment.
1: And one the, of the jurors showed up who had been excused because they had a family obligation. She came in and sat down in front of me as the jury came back with a decision. Wow. And I felt like saying to her, thank you so much, but I couldn't, obviously. Uh, But she knew by the reaction of the courtroom that they had come back with the right decision. Hmm. Uh,
0: Did you know when they walk in, can you tell? Did I not say? We talked about this before. And I tweeted it out. I said,
1: I will be watching to see if the jury makes eye contact. And when they walked in, I tweeted out, the jury has not made eye contact. I, I felt very... I felt I knew Dellen would for sure get first degree, and that they came back so quickly that it was going to be first degree. But I just, when they said Mark Smith first degree, I I, was—I literally started fist pumping like I was at Jersey Shore, and we all started to cry. I I started to cry. Everyone around us started to cry because we were so relieved for the Bosmas.
0: All right, let's go back to the phones. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell. Fred, what's your question for Alex? Oh, hang on, Fred's, hang on. (laughs) Ah, oh, come You're on. You're as bad
1: as I am on the phone operation. There it
0: is. Sorry about that, Fred. No, What's your okay. question?
2: <laughs> uh, I do think that uh, Alex did a great job, and that I enjoyed list, watching and, and like, reading her tweets and stuff. But anyways, what I wanted to ask was, is, do you think that Millard wasn't expecting the uh, uh, community, to, like with the social community, that they were able to get uh, the word out that the nice guy, Tim, mm-hmm. was missing? Uh, compared to maybe, you know, the other fellow from the, the Israeli um, guy. Igor Tomineko. Yes.
1: Sorry, so what's your question?
2: But what I would think was, do you think that the social media that they were able to put out there, kind of, M- Millard wasn't expecting that.
0: Getting, the, negative, well, the negative response?
2: No, like the, that well, that they, you know, all the posters and everything else, that, before when Tim was uh, missing. Yeah.
1: So, In other words, yeah. did he get caught? Look, uh, this is what we were talking about on the break, Scott. The enormity of the police uh, activity and their investigation into this was magnificent. Yeah. It can't be stated enough yeah. how good a job the Hamilton police did because and within, working with others and with working yeah. with the other agencies because just as soon as Tim goes missing they realize instinctually this is not normal and that he's in trouble so they start subpoenaing right. phones mm-hmm. and it was through subpoenaing the phone of, of Tim Bosma that they were able to then see that he had talked to a guy named Della Millard and then they subpoenaed yeah. that phone and it was within hours that they were able to find Igor Tumenenko's number so they're cold calling people mm-hmm. saying did you go out for a drive with two guys or talk to anybody about buying a truck because they just started working backwards mm-hmm. and it was Igor Trimenenko who just by chance noticed this ambition tattoo right. had it not been for that expedited policing mm-hmm. and tracking down Igor Trimenenko and building a profile would they have been able to catch Yeah. Dellen Millard by this simple tattoo of who's got a mm-hmm. tattoo and, and honestly they, they go underappreciated but they deserve a, a and, big and we
0: made reference off air to the Paul Bernardo case yeah. and what it would be like now if yeah. that case was before the court at this point it'd be a lot different than what we experienced it would have been yeah.
1: enormous I mean yeah. the Paul Bernardo trial was huge yeah this trial is enormous made even more uh, Mm -hmm. Canadian-wide. They had a lot of um, people from B.C. The the lawyers were telling me that they were getting calls from people in B.C. about this case. I mean, it just went right across the country, thanks in part to social media.
0: Thanks for your call. (laughs) Okay, thank you. All right, take care. Another one. Uh, Hi, Scott. Knowing Alex is in the studio, I wonder if you could pass on this message. Oh, here's another accolade. Wonderful reporting. You truly are professionals with so many others. Uh, This case has been a big part of my life, and I followed it closely. You've taken us through the steps. My sincere thanks to you from Sue.
1: my my, my, it's actually my pleasure I really am very very fortunate
0: Melanie writes hello this is a question for Alex Um, what happens now that Mark Smitch is appealing the decision could he get a reduced sentence
1: no, so the appeal process—you've got 30 days from conviction day to appeal. So they will appeal. I, I assume that Mr. Millard's team will automatically appeal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then it will go to a court. Uh, it'll go through the, it, which is in Toronto, um, the appeal court, and mm-hmm. three judges will rule on whether or not there's evidence uh, to show that an appeal is warranted, and then they would decide. Right. You know, will this conviction then be overturned? It does not happen quickly. We'd be talking about you know six months to a year before we have any kind of information. Information. I'm pretty confident that we're going to stick with what we've got, um, and certainly uh, they will put up a rigorous defense as to why the convictions should stay. So that, that, that process in itself takes quite a while. Do
0: you think it will go anywhere? I mean...
1: Uh, never say never yeah that's I literally true too. never say never yeah. but I do feel confident that yeah. this thing will the the first degree will stick yeah certainly his lawyer uh Tom Dungy, thinks there are grounds for appeal they're mm-hmm. always you know yeah. you can appeal anything yeah uh, but we'll leave it in the hands of hopefully three judges who um
0: and I guess when your fate is life and prison you'll do anything to try to yeah and
1: and yeah. a lot of people said well who cares at least get them something second yeah. or first but no. This is a first degree murder conviction that Mm -hmm. says a lot. It says a lot, and and it's what they deserve.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It is what they deserve
0: uh jack writes i get the feeling that millard felt that he was betrayed by smitch when smitch decided to testify did the relationship between millard and smitch take a turn for the worse at that point and did millard and smitch travel together to and from the court during the trial
1: no 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 there was no friendship between these two uh, mm-hmm. from i would think the time of the arrest they knew that they were out for themselves so it was very clear that there was no love for either smitch would not acknowledge millard in the courtroom and uh, Mr. Millard would do, like, the he would stare at the side of his head mm-hmm. the whole time. He hated Smidge. And there was no question... Uh, from looking at Smitch when he went down for first degree, how furious he was. And if given the chance, I think they would have likely killed each other, which I had no problem with. I'm like, if you guys want to take this out, (laughs) I have no issue with this. (laughs) But apparently that's not the way we do things in Canada. That's just me uh, having outside thoughts. But, uh, yeah, there's no love between these two men. And it'll be interesting to see at Christina Nugda's trial, What happens? Will they call Della Millard to testify against Hmm. her? Like, Think about that dynamic. Hmm. She testified against him. What would he say if given the option to testify against her? And then, of course, there are two more trials in Toronto uh, in about a year's time. First, the Laura Babcock trial, um, and then Wayne Millard. And those two people, literally, Laura Babcock's name was not even uttered during this trial. And I would have to think for her family, how painful this is I mean there's no body there's nothing for them
0: well you know and Charlene Bosma made mention of that that um, if it wasn't for Tim's case then this probably would would never have unearthed her scenario so you have to wonder again for their family and she's feeling sympathy for them
1: of course she is but that's how they're wired and she understands what they're going through and I would think that the Babcock family probably feel very very isolated Um, they've never been in front of the media they've never really I don't think accepted that she's gone how do you accept that your child's gone with nothing
0: and especially here of this case and the and, and what's to come around that thinking that somehow your daughter is involved in all of this and and, and not necessarily played a part but certainly was a victim like much like Tim Bosman and
1: alleged we still have to say alleged, yes, victim. alleged you know yeah. at that yeah. point because yeah. he's still only charged with that yeah. I can tell you I, I know of some of the evidence that will come out I'm not allowed to discuss it. But it's, uh, it's one to be watched. It's yeah. it's really, an this is such a multi-layered yeah. chapter after chapter after yeah. chapter. I, it's unbelievable to me.
0: And, you know, there's this another this. comparison to Bernardo. As they went through that investigation, it again unraveled things in other cases as yeah. well.
1: Sure. And, and, of course, we talked lightly about Wayne Millard, who was shot in the eye with a gun. It was initially uh, deemed a shotgun suicide. Yeah. And then, of course, when they did the Tim Bosman investigation, they then reopened that
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: charged Mr. Millard. But if you look at the evidence of what he and Mr. Michelski were talking about in the days after, so four days after his father's shot in the eye and killed, M- Millard fires all of the staff of, of the the yeah. hangar, which is a full-blown chop shop, and then he's talking about, we need to go on bigger missions, I need 100K. I mean, they're talking about escalating the crime right then and there. His dad's body's not even cold.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, has it been proven without a shadow of uh, a doubt this was a thrill kill? And if so, did Millard and Smitch plan it together, or was it Millard's idea?
1: Well, we know that they. the jury accepted that together the man planned to steal, kill, and incinerate. So that's what the jury found, is that together they planned to steal a truck, kill a person, and incinerate. Mm -hmm. Tim Bosma was not the man that they were targeting. He just ended up being the person that they would find. So they didn't go into it last February of 2012 saying, we're going to go find a guy named Tim Bosma. But they were planning to steal someone's truck kill that person and incinerate their body. Um, Was it proven as a thrill kill? Well, look, the evidence was adopted. Uh, Mr. Michalski said it was for the thrill of it. Mr. uh, Tony Leach, the Crown, said sometimes people just kill for the hell of killing. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. people just kill. So has it been adopted? It certainly was adopted by this jury.
0: Uh, Phil goes on to say, Did the judge lawyer's jury ever find out who actually pulled the trigger? What happens if the gun is found and the (laughs) prints match Millards or Smitch? That
1: that gun's been long cleaned. My feeling on the gun is that it was never buried. My feeling is that that gun is probably on the streets again and has been resold and repurposed. But we're never going to have that gun. Hmm. And I don't think we're ever going to know uh, what happened in those final moments, uh, or what truly happened in that truck? That yeah. would mean that those two men have to be honest yeah. and actually have to be believable. Right. Um, but that was and why. And there's
0: certainly I, nothing for them to be gained uh, gained by them at this point. For that, maybe so. maybe just
1: being a de- decent human yeah. being would be nice, yeah. but it may be a little bit too hopeful for us. But that's why I was so troubled by the fact that the judge took forcible confinement off the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you no. Know, no one knows what happened in that truck. Did Tim Bosma at one point try to get out of that truck yeah. and had a gun pointed at him and then couldn't and then begged for his life? That would be forcible confinement. Yeah. So why did that come off the table? And
0: without having the body, you, you lose so much of that investigative so of material, that don't you? Uh, will Millard and Smitch appeal? How long is that process? How long do you think that's going to take?
1: Yeah, so they have 30 days to launch formal appeals, so Smith's lawyer has already said that they will launch an appeal. I would think that Millard would as well. And then again, it takes months for the uh, judges in charge of appeal court to Look at this. They'll look at all the evidence. It can take six months to a year mm-hmm. for them to come back with a decision on that. And then we'll, we'll go from there on what decision is made.
0: Uh, Phil writes back If this was truly a thrill kill, I assume that Millard and Smitch would want to get away with it. So why would they leave so many clues and evidence? That's an interesting question, too. Because
1: they're dumb. You know like that little character of the yeah. Flintstones kazoo? Yeah. Hello dum dum. Uh, I mean they the, the cell phones, I mean they yeah. were very very smart about the way Like they it appears
0: uh, after that they they certainly did panic. They didn't we weren't well, thinking about Well, you know, you have
1: to think that they were so drunk with power. Yeah. I mean that maybe they just thought They'd they get could away get with away it. with it yeah. because why would anyone investigate their cell phones? Because who would call? I mean, they they were smart enough to know they had a, had to have more than one phone and mm-hmm. turn the phones down, but they weren't smart enough to know that you know you you could through forensics get all that information and pull yeah. it forward. Certainly, Mr. Smitch was more careful because most of his conversations and his phones and all that disappeared. Mm. Millard was not so smart.
0: Uh, the, ma- the major mistake Millard made was communicating with Mr. Bosman by using his cell phone, and it doesn't take. A a rocket scientist to track down the owner of a cell phone number mm-hmm. not only was this murder uh, a thrill kill but a crime of stupidity says Phil much yes. like what yep. you were saying again okay. uh, when uh, you see the Bosma family and you, you see what they have endured and how they've uh, embraced uh, the people that were down there um, with with what Charlene said after this was all over what can we what can you say what can we take from uh,
1: you know uh, they're heroic people mm-hmm. I mean I don't say that lightly I mean I look at Charlene Bosma she has got a five-year-old girl who they've really shielded from the media yeah they've really shielded that child which is is in itself really very very daunting to deal with your own grief and having to go down to courts every day and do all this stuff, and then you've got to go home and be a mommy mm-hmm. to a child. Yeah. I mean, I've got a three year old. Could I do that? I mm-hmm. don't think so. I mean, that takes real strength yeah. to be able to deal with your own grief, put on a happy face, play princess or whatever games you have to. You know, they will explain one day to this child uh, what happened to her daddy. Right now, yeah. all she knows is that a bad, you know, two bad men came and took him away, but you can't explain to a child. What happened. But again, I look at Mary and and Hank and these people that should have been destroyed by this, but instead, through their faith, uh, obviously leaned on that faith to get Mm -hmm. them through, um, found a lot of comfort in that, leaned on a lot of like they've got friends that came every single day to court, every single day for five months, took time from their lives, extended family to be there. And instead of really wallowing in self pity, have turned their lives into you know helping others Mm -hmm. there were days when I heard testimony which I'm used to hearing that they would check and say hey you okay Mm -hmm. You okay with what you're hearing and I'm thinking my god why are you worried about me I should be coming up to you yeah and uh, they're just very special people
0: talk about the staring down as as the uh, accused came back into the
1: courtroom That called it the mic drop moment. Yeah. So Della Millard came in after the judge had excused us for a bit and he wanted to have a few words. But Della Millard came in as a spoiled child would and gave a head shake, kind of like looking at, at really staring her down and kind of like, you. You're such a problem. Completely oblivious to the fact that he's the loser. That's amazing. What does that say? Well, exactly. That's Dellen Millard. He's just very, very self-involved. But he he stared her down. He almost
0: sounds unstable. Well, of course you have to be unstable to do what he's done. There's a lot of things about him. But, yeah, it almost seems like he's a I think his uncle
1: summed it up nicely. Evil, evil, what do you call him? A sick, twisted prick. Prick, yeah. Um, But Charlene... You know, said more in her silence and her smile than mm-hmm. I could have ever mustered up because she just looked at him and smiled with a smirk. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, up yours, buddy. You know, yeah. you don't you don't write yeah. my story. And I think she spoke for Tim in that moment. Yeah. Uh, and the whole court noticed it because everyone started like jeering and kind of clapping that's what for I heard. Was yeah. really quite, I, I was like, that's
0: bizarre. You Go,
1: girl. Yeah. 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 It was really quite something. But I think at that moment, Della Millard realized, oh, these people don't like me. Yeah. No, we do not like you.
0: You know, you bring up an interesting point because he was always appeared to be more jovial in the courtroom and waving to people and so on and so forth. Do you think he understands the impact and, and what people really do think of him?
1: No, he tried to charm everybody in that courtroom. And uh, whether it was smiling at certain members of the media, you know, he would often try to make eye contact with everyone. He stared at Charlene quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think he really believed he was more charming than he was alarming no one bought his act yeah but i think he thought that you know if he looked at the jury a certain way and bowed to them and i think he really believed that people would maybe see a different side to him i don't actually look at him um the way i look at Smitch. i found Smitch to be the more sinister of the two he had a real
0: hmm. dead
1: gait. he would lock eyes with you yeah and you'd be like ugh! like I would literally like get chills yeah, at my back there's nothing where, in there well he's, yeah. he's got this dead look in his eyes I yeah. found him to be the more chilling
0: all right, we're going to take a quick break here and then uh, sum up with uh, Alex Pearson here. If you've got a final question, squeak it in now, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. It is 1252. We're coming right back. Alex Pearson is with us, of course, covering the Tim Bosma murder trial for the uh, better, heart, uh, better part of four and a half months, almost five months. Uh, you've covered a lot of these things. As you look back, wh- what do you take away from this? What do you, what do you learn from this?
1: I learned that there is evil in this world. Yeah. Really disturbing, sinister evil.
0: How but is that different from other cases you followed, though? Well, There's evil in those cases, there too. There is,
1: but, you know, when a Jane Kriba gets shot, which was tragic, I covered yeah. the investigation and the trial into all of those, but it was, you know, a gangbang shootout yeah. that yeah. she got caught in the crossfire. Yeah. You can always look at a crime and say, okay, it was either a gang or a love, uh, passion crime, mm-hmm. like driven by. Um, object of desire this was a thrill kill it made no sense that a guy like Tim just a nice guy everything right in this world would be snuffed out so what I learned is yes evil exists but good can prevail and and I look at the Bosmas and if you want to help them if you truly care about the Bosmas help make Tim's legacy come true I mean you can help with Tim's tribute they've got a golf tournament coming up in the fall you can dedicate some money whether it's five bucks they want Charlene Bosma wants to help other victims of violent crime whether that be helping them pay parking for a trial Hmm. providing a warm meal that's the kind of thing that people forget that when you go into those buildings there's nothing there for you. Yeah. It's for Della Millard and Mark Smith. It's hmm. not necessarily for Bosma-type people. So yeah. to, to know that you've got people helping out with warm meals, it makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, uh, One more call. Nina's on the line. Nina, what are your what is your question for Alex?
1: Well, first of all, uh, Alex, I really miss seeing you on TV, but I'm oh, so glad you. to know you're still knocking around. Thank you. And uh, I, I was thinking to myself when the judgment came down and looking at the faces of those two, That smug, charming look of Mr. Millard will surely be wiped off his face when he gets into Mac's prison. Yes, I I think uh, that's why he probably closed his eyes so tightly when it was read out. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, I, I think that he still thinks he's the star of the show. I think he will plead innocent for the rest of his life, but he's exactly where he should be.
0: All right, and with that, we'll leave it. Alex Pearson has been with us, who, of course, uh, just a fabulous job covering the Tim uh, Bosma murder trial for us and decoding it as uh, decoding it for all of us and making it understandable to the layman. Thank you very much for that; much Thank appreciated. You.